Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include but are not limited to professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Your discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ therefore forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. All right, Tim, the question for today's episode is, does a marriage require consummation to be valid? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> um, I, I, Tim, this is what I love about you. You take the questions that most people would feel like need long-winded explanations, and you give the shortest answer possible. <laughs> um, and... and you know, I think this is probably one of those questions where most people uh, are going to disagree with you and they're going to be pretty upset that you disagree with them uh, and they're going to respond in an emotional way. So why don't why don't we talk first about why people might be so upset uh, over your response and then move into talking about why your response is actually yes. See, so I asked this question online in a way that was trying to provoke people's uh you know mama bear impulses <laughs> i was okay. i was setting them up to fail essentially uh when i asked it so i asked it in in this way i mean i basically said does god consider unions where physical disability prevents consummation as valid marriages so i was trying to tug on their like protect the disabled people kind of sensibilities when i asked yeah. it <laughs> to basically say um you know if there is a disabled person who is unable to consummate a union. Does that does, does God consider that a valid marriage? And I mean, 78 percent um, said that God would consider that a valid marriage. So seventy eight percent of them are wrong. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Seventy eight percent of you are wrong. <laughs> I mean, they were totally wrong. They, they were like horribly wrong. Like they were like laughably wrong. Like embarrassingly uh -huh. wrong on that. Um, and it, I mean, it just goes to show <laughs> that just because the majority think like are operating in an emotional way, that doesn't mean it's true. But, um, no, I mean, so when, I, when you ask it that way, people definitely are triggered to think about things from an emotional perspective in general, because, um, like we have these impulses in our society, particularly when you live in a victim society, these impulses seem to get exacerbated. Uh, but we have these impulses to protect the victim, not to shame the victim, not to blame the victim. And so whoever is put in these victim categories, 
then what you have to do is you have to make like special allowances for their situation or else you're being like rude or, you know, hateful or right. Um, uh, basically just you're punching down. Right. So any, any category that can be seen as a victim class, you're basically not allowed to state the obvious. Okay. And so the same thing, I mean, the same kind of game is happening as it relates to sodomites and, and things like that. Uh, sexual deviant categories to where once you view them as a victim, um, then once they're put in that category, then you have to fundamentally redefine the nature of marriage in order for them to feel included. Right. So when you think about what marriage is, marriage is a union between a man and a woman, like God's designed it to be a union between a man and a woman, a lifelong long union. And fundamentally what it is, is it's a sexual union. That's what it is by definition. Um, and so then when you think about something like sodomite marriage, that's like whatever whatever's happening there that's not sex right that's just right two dudes uh parroting sex right like it's a parody yeah. it's not like the real thing and so once you view them as a victim then like at that point you have to fundamentally re- redefine the project that's what you have to do now the same thing like happens when we're if it, you know as i'm talking about like our disabled people um like are those unions like where like two disabled people want to get married but they're not able to consummate the marriage because of their disability? Is that a marriage? Like I'm asking that question, and the reason why I'm asking it is not to pick on disabled people who are in that situation. Which I mean, functionally, like you know, what are we talking about? Like point oh 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 one percent of marriages in the United States or something like that. We're not talking about like some massive category of people, but people are trained to respond. Um, in an emotional way but then the reason why i'm asking it I, as i said i'm not trying to pick on those that kind of person you know that rare person uh, people who fit that category i'm trying to ask something fundamental about the nature of marriage itself because you're living in a society right now that doesn't seem to know what marriage is anymore and so our, our impulses as we're trying to answer these kind of questions are not triggering in the right kind of way so we've lost the sense of what marriage is. And now we basically view marriage as this optional thing that, you know, people might do if um, they want to. Right. You know, but then, uh, but then there's, there's um, people in in different camps that are basically pushing against the necessity of marriage in general. So, I mean, you have all the, you know, the red pilled um, manosphere types who are, basically saying, hey, man's going to get the short end of the stick on this one, so don't even step into this project, right? It's just a doomed enterprise to begin with. Like, who needs marriage anymore? Like, protect yourself. Don't get married. Just, you know, have an informal commitment you make to someone that's not governed under marriage or whatever. So you have attacks on marriage that way. You have attacks on marriage on the left, which are basically just saying, hey, it's outdated. Um, It can be whatever we want it to be. It's, like, ever-expanding to include anyone and everyone. Um, I mean, it can include like a woman and her puppy if you wanted to <laughs> include that. Right. A guy in his car. <laughs> a guy in his car. I mean, it just it's meaningless, right? Like, a, So you have attacks like trying to redefine it, basically say, hey, it's worthless or say, hey, it's a liability or whatever else. But we've we basically lost a sense of what it actually is at that point. And so what what's happening is people are offended at this notion because they they don't know what it is anymore. And then they're trying to and then particularly like if you're trying to come up with some scenario where like the like um fundamental the fundamental nature of marriage is um prevented in certain ways they're going to respond like through the lens of trying to protect and shelter people who are vulnerable and in the case of someone with a disability like i mean unless it was self-inflicted or something like that i mean they are legitimately victims of you know 
something, right? So, right. so in that kind of case, uh, basically, they're just predisposed to, you know, recoil because they. I mean, basically, they just, we've we've just lost the meaning of marriage. We don't even know what it is anymore. So, so why then is your answer to the you know that title question? Does a marriage require consummation to be valid? Why is your answer yes? It does require consummation. Well, I mean, that, that was the answer. Uh, so it may sound like I'm saying something shocking here, but that was the answer of most Christians throughout church history because they understood. I mean, most believers throughout history, like you know, if you take like six thousand years of um, human history, everyone agrees with me. <laughs> like, I mean, the vast majority of people, like alive, who've ever existed agree with me like i'm not saying right. i'm not saying anything shocking here i'm just trying in other to, in other words you're you're not the one on the wrong side of history here right oh no 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 i mean <laughs> I, I mean every like literally everyone agrees with me god agrees with me heaven agrees with me <laughs> the bible agrees everyone i mean i'm right like on this you know I, you know pat myself on the back no i mean the issue is <laughs> like this is not like a complicated subject. Like we're not you're, you're 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 right on this subject because God has has revealed His, his wisdom word. to us through His Word, right? That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's not this is not rocket science. You know, this is what everyone has understood throughout right, yeah. the history of the world. So, I mean, when you think about what marriage is, God gives a definition of marriage in the Bible, right? So, it's not good for men to be alone, right? So, God's going to make him help or fit for him, uh, and then. Um, you know, Genesis 2.24 says, for this reason, man will leave his father and mother. Um, so man will leave father and mother. He'll hold fast to his wife and the two will become one flesh, right? Right. And then Jesus, when he's commenting on marriage in the New Testament, he points to that passage because that's the foundation of marriage. Foundation of marriage is man leaving father and mother, holding fast to his wife, two becoming one. So Jesus comments on that and he says, what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate, right? Right. Uh, because in the beginning he made, you know, he made the male and female, right? And then he goes into that quote. And so like the issue is like, you think about what was just said there for this reason, man will leave father, and mother, hold fast to his wife, two will become one. What does that mean? <laughs> okay. Like, what does that mean about the nature of what marriage is? Like, you know, that, that's like, it's obviously like a, physical anatomical picture of what marriage is like to yeah. become one flesh like you know i shouldn't have to explain what that means to an entire generation of people like to the 80 percent of the people who don't who don't even know what marriage means anymore what do you think to become one means <laughs> okay like you know it's, it's not wait you mean it's not just join your bank accounts together <laughs> that's not what it means okay and so and that's why uh, as you read through the bible what you're going to see is that you know they go, um, uh, you, you basically have um, uh, Abraham and Sarah sending off for a wife. Uh, Sarah at that point had basically died. And so Abraham's sending off a wife for his son, Isaac. They find, the servant finds Rebecca. Rebecca comes home. What happens? Like, how do they make that a marriage? Well, Isaac and Rebecca go into the tent, consummate the union. And then the Genesis tells us that, you know, therefore Isaac was comforted after the death of his mother, Right. Uh, so she went into the tent. She became his wife. That's the way it works. You know, because why? Because therefore, man shall leave his father and mother, hold fast to his wife, two will become one flesh. That's what marriage is. Like, that's the thing that distinguishes marriage from just an opposite sex, bestie friendship kind of thing. I mean, that's what we're talking about. So, like, you're not really talking about something that's fundamentally complicated. So God basically creates men and women. He says, it's not good for man to be alone. He tells them to be fruitful and multiply, and then he tells them the only way you're going to be able to be fruitful and multiply is in the context of marriage. And so what marriage is, is, you know, man and woman come together in the context of marriage in order to produce 
offspring. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what marriage is. Like, it's just one of the most obvious biological realities in the world. It's one of the most bi- obvious biblical realities in the world. That's what it is. Okay. And so mm-hmm. like, it, and I mean, you know, like there's a, there's a certain kind of bonding that happens there that doesn't happen anywhere else. Right. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, so, I mean, I guess we could go into great detail about why that actually is the case, but I mean, like God, I, God obviously has designed, you know, sexual intercourse to be something that, that obviously does bond two people to each other. And that's why it's described as like a unique category of sin, meaning like it's a category of, um, sin that is a sin against the body itself. Like you're joining yourself to a prostitute like that in the language of first Corinthians. But I mean, this is just an overwhelming, obvious uh, category. So when Jesus is actually talking about divorce being a permanent thing, the disciples look at him and say, Hey, isn't it better not to get married? Right? So their instantaneous reaction is to say, Hey, if it's that permanent, if you can't just divorce a woman for burning the toast or whatever, uh, but that's not allowed. Uh, like, like a totally normal, <laughs> reasonable response to burnt toast. Of course, yeah, that's right. Like, so there's. A, I guess it's better not to marry than. And he looks at them and he says, "Hey, that's only like um, not everyone can receive that saying, but only to those who it's been given." Okay, and so then he goes on to say, "Hey, there's yeah. So who has it been given that it's better not to marry? Right? Like who are the ones who are able to receive that?" And he goes on to list like these categories of like physical disability, right? So he says, for, you know, there's been, um, there's been eunuchs who were made eunuchs from birth, right? So, yeah. So he says, like, so he's telling them who is able to receive this, who's been given, like, like who who is this not made for, right? Who is marriage not made for? The eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by birth. Well, why? Why would they be made, not made for marriage? Well, because they don't have the ability to do the fundamental thing that makes marriage marriage. I mean, can you imagine how selfish it is to be a dude who's a eunuch and he forces some girl to marry him and like deny all of her desires. Like the Bible says, a barren womb is never satisfied. So you're forcing a woman to be permanently covenantally attached to you in this thing you're calling marriage. You're forcing her to do that. And basically taking away any ability she ever has to have kid, kids like of her own in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're denying like this fundamental thing that makes marriage marriage, right? So um, he says eunuchs, like who can, who can receive the saying it's better not to mar- marry eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by birth. There's been eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men, right? So both of those categories, you have eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by birth, eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by men. That marriage is not for them because they can't, to become one can't happen, man. <laughs> It's not the way it works. So like whatever you're doing in that kind of situation and like if you're those kind of people is you're just being an opposite sex roommate, you know, you're just a friend. Like that's all you are. You're not husband and wife and everyone throughout church history has known that. I mean, like this is not a controversial thing, you know, so this is just something that just very obvious right on the pages of scripture. Jesus addresses it very directly and people need to do a little more reading. Listen. Okay. Fair enough. This has been another episode of Bible Bashed. We hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion. We thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to Bible Bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, 
then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move. Thank you.